0: Testing live out of a basement in Appleton, Wisconsin. You're tuned into Fox City's Core on WCZR Code Zero Radio. For the show that gives you an opportunity to call in and be a part of the show. Our call in line is 920 Core. My next guests are a Midwest based punk influenced rock band. They recently released a self titled album and quickly got nominated in the New Artist of the Year category for the Wisconsin Area Music Industry Awards. Please welcome I Am Girl Sperm to Fox City's core. How are you guys doing?
1: Hello.
2: Good. good. Morning. Thank you.
0: It does feel weird to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that what, <laughs> you get used to it. When, when you guys were thinking of a band name, did you think that you'd have to like show up on an interview show and like say it?
2: Yeah. Well, we it's It's kind of funny because when we were talking about putting this project together, um I told a buddy of mine what the name of the band was, and I was thinking about you know having him be the drummer in the band, and uh he goes, Yeah, I'd love to do the project, but not if it's named that <laughs> I don't want to be associated with that, and our first thought for a singer turned it down because of the the name, name also, yeah, yeah, so it's uh yeah, it. It's, it sounds a little bit, um, I don't know what, controversial is not the right word, but it... A little naughty. A little naughty. I think yeah. it's
1: interesting because it means absolutely nothing, and so many people take offense to it or take notice of it. It isn't anything. Right. It's, it's really nothing. It's just the word sperm for some reason. <laughs> right. If a doctor says it, it's perfectly fine, but if a rock band says it, then it's, you know, something right. bad. But it does get your attention, and I I wouldn't have it any other way. I love the name.
0: so this project has been like it, it really did come out of nowhere the first time i heard about it was mark i was with you and, and you, you kind of put it on my radar and i was instantly like in love with this band
1: right just from the name <laughs> <laughs> right am i wrong because well, you're curious to know what this is all about
0: well yeah you get it and you're like what i mean the name sticks out in your head yeah because it's different and it seems like it shouldn't be a band name. But so then I'd listen to it and it's just, it wasn't what I was expecting, especially like people that might be familiar with music that they typically are a part of. Mark, I was talking to Betsy a little bit before the show started and said, it's just normally like this style of music. If you're a really well-versed musician, this music, sometimes you might look down on it and be like, well, you know, punk music or grungy punk, you know, it's and too good for that but you guys brought some really good songs yeah. and it's stuff I really enjoy listening to so I mean can you tell us like how the how the band started or where the the first inkling of I am girl sperm came to be
2: well it's kind of a funny story but um years and years and years ago our oldest daughter had a band with her uh three cousins and they were triplets and um they could play one song. What was the song? It was
3: a Green Day song. Yeah. Their eyes were gonna bleed yeah. all day long. It was just
2: like they <laughs> they they played the song over and over and over again. But they were trying to come up with a name for a for a band and I for whatever reason I jokingly just said, Oh, you should name it Girl Sperm and um they rejected that right away. <laughs> they did. But I just put in the back of my head, someday I'm gonna write a punk album and I'm gonna have the name of the band be girl sperm so i had this in the back of my head for like 20 years and um for whatever reason i don't know six eight months ago i woke up one day and just said i'm gonna write that punk album now and i want to have a girl singer because i felt like i wasn't really going to be able to carry off the the vibe of it so um i just had this idea and i told mark and mark was like Oh, okay fry man <laughs> well mind you he th- this guy writes a song a day sometimes two
1: um and we've done how many records in the past couple years five or five something or like six, that yeah. and um they're all very well produced polished kind of blues rock stuff which is great but then he started writing for this punk record which was writing for a character this girl sperm character and he just came out from a different angle than than he always does which is you know the old way isn't a bad way either but um this was so exciting and um I think I bullied my way in and probably <laughs> was gonna have Woody play yeah, guitar on it right. and I'm like no I like these songs too much and I'm the guy to play them because um, it needs to be more visceral it needs to be more that you know um, but it's still melodic so it's still like kind of like Nirvana was the Sex Pistols and the Beatles You know, you might think I would try to do my prog rock sort of thing, but there's enough um, really great melodies and interesting things going on with this music to keep me interested. And it just feels really good. So
0: So when you were recording it, you knew there was something there right away.
1: I think from the demos, because, you know, we, we were thinking punk and then I'm like, well, we can't do a punk record with a slick drummer. You know, yes, they could have pulled it off, but that's when I had the idea of getting Sammy Mead, and everyone knows Sammy from playing in you know cover bands around here and stuff. But back in the '80s, he was an authentic punk with all the stories attached and all that sort of stuff. Like he lived that '1980s hardcore punk vibe, and um, and he still pulled it out. And and that's I think the vibe of the record starts with the drums, yeah, because sure. because of his experience.
0: Yeah, Betsy. Let's uh, talk about. It. So you mentioned you had a different singer in mind that kind of didn't. Well, we wanna... were
1: going back and forth. I I had this teenage, authentic goth punk girl that I had worked with, um, that I thought would be really good. And then he had Sean Marie in, in mind, and she she was totally into it and claimed that she could sing the stuff. And then out of nowhere, she chimes in because <laughs> she's never sang a note in her life.
3: And I was like, I could try. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, I mean, that
0: you obviously didn't have any qualms about, like, you must have felt like a little nervousness, I'd guess.
3: Well, it was pretty easy because I did the vocals at our house, so I was just in a room by myself singing it and playing it back, but I was just curious whether it would work or not, um, so it was fun to try it, and then it really became a lot of fun, and, and I got into the... Entire project idea,
1: and you have nothing to lose.
3: No, no, because it's yeah, my reputation wasn't going to suffer. By, <laughs> <laughs> well, it <laughs> might be now, but so
0: I mean, hearing yourself back on a on playback when Mark played back for you, I mean, that must have been kind of a weird feeling to to hear all of a sudden you're in a studio. I mean, most people don't experience that; they have to go through the hoops of you know forming the band, and of course, you know David and Mark working on this project and you get pulled in and it's almost kind of a little bit like garbage in a way, a little bit.
3: Yeah, it it was. I mean, he's never even asked me to sing backups, which now I'm a little offended about, but, (laughs) (laughs) but no, it it was, it it is uncomfortable a little bit at first listening to myself, but then as I play the songs more and more, I get more comfortable with it and um, can actually enjoy the song rather than picking apart my vocals.
2: Well, it was funny because when we were when I was writing the project and I was saying I was going to bring in a female singer, she was like, well, I'd like to just try one song. Like, write me one song. I just want one song on the record and let me just try because I think I could sing punk. And I'm Wh- like, honey. Which one was that? Well, it turned out to be uh, Blow. Okay. Um, but... But funny enough, I said, honey, you can't sing. Like You, you like literally can't <laughs> sing. And she was like, no, I think I could do this. And she goes, just write me a song that's going to sound like a Courtney Love track. And so I said, okay, I'll get right on that, honey. Well, two weeks go by, and she's like, where's my song? And I'm like, well, honey, I thought you were joking. <laughs> she's like, no. So I wrote the song, and she sang it like you know we kind of played it on acoustic guitar and she sang it and instantaneously i was like this might work it was just like in that instant i was like completely shocked at like it just it's it's like just the right vibe for the for the project and so uh i had to rewrite the whole album because <laughs> because it was it had a whole different meaning all of a sudden so yeah it was uh so so i ended up taking the weekend and writing a whole new album and um that that became this project so
1: see our issue from this point forth now you've been singing how many months
3: six
1: six months yeah the 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 fear that we all have is that she starts getting too good and loses her (laughs) punk vibe (laughs)
3: right i don't really think we have to worry about
0: that (laughs) (laughs) well i might have jumped the gun here too so let's can we go down the the row and say what, what your name is and what you do in the band
3: oh sure I'm Betsy, and, and I do lead vocals.
2: Uh, I'm a fry man and uh, I write most of the songs. I sing some background. I play a tiny little bit of guitar <laughs> on a couple of the
1: tracks. <laughs> I'm Mark Oldie. I own Rock Garden Studio, where we recorded everything. And on the record, I played bass and drums, or bass and, and guitar. But um, when we gig out, we have our first rehearsal tomorrow.
3: Yeah. Okay. No, that's exciting.
1: Um, yeah. We we want to be uh, out playing this summer. Um, I'll be playing lead guitar, and, and uh, Kirk Calder is going to step in on bass.
0: Very cool. Yeah,
1: if, if he a... passes the audition tomorrow. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know our standards are high. Yeah,
0: very high. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, just the the people you have playing on this project is exciting. And, and Mark, I know you're probably itching to get back out and do some some gigging and some live shows. Well,
1: I you know it's definitely been a hole in my soul for decades that I'm not performing and i figured it had to be on some grand scale like elaborate thing with the best players and and all that sort of stuff and but that takes a lot of resources and time and money and you know all that sort of stuff and i kind of had that lined up before covid um but then everything kind of changed and all that and then this came along and i think i may have put this was just a recording project It's all it was and I kind of like, we, I want to play these songs. I want to play these songs live in front of people. And then, then we started talking about it. So, so it, it's definitely, this is a record first, and now we're turning it into a live band.
0: Well, and you put out some good stuff, like during the, the quarantine. Is there any chance that maybe I'm Girl Sperm would play a couple Mark Goldie-like I songs? Have,
1: I have some songs in my back pocket that are unreleased that would fit this band perfectly. So we gotta, we got to see. First, got to see if we can play together.
0: Fireman, would you be okay sharing some of the songwriting oh, that Mark shared? So yeah. Kind of a, if you like kind of did more more of the songwriting at the beginning, sometimes people have a yeah, hard time.
2: I, you know, I don't really have a big ego about all that stuff. I mean, if it, if the track fits, it fits, you know so yeah i mean you know i i just have a vision of the project how i want it to sound and you know who writes the material or whatever makes no difference i mean you know we talk about maybe some cool covers that we'll do when we play live and stuff and so yeah i'm totally open to that the more the merrier as far as i'm concerned
1: and did you write most of the lyrics
0: I wrote all the lyrics. Wow. Well,
2: except, a except for a couple of lines. <laughs> Betsy Betsy changed a few lines. Isn't
1: it funny how well he can write for a teenage <laughs> runaway? I was
0: to say, there, there are some uh, some lyrics that kind of are, you know, on the kind of, I don't know the term to say, like, yeah, runaway teen kind of.
2: Well, that was the idea of the project. So the the original idea, the first album that I wrote for the project was about this young girl who's having trouble at home she's kind of her parents are sort of abusive she goes to a punk show and leaves with the band never goes back home and then she becomes this rock star so that was the idea of the original album so it could
1: still happen in real life it's we don't could. know you <laughs> right.
2: don't know yeah so so I was trying to write from that perspective. You know, I, I had this character in mind, and so um, I was trying to write from that sort of a perspective of, like, how would this young teenager who's run away from home see it? But then when Betsy got involved and we wrote Blow, it was much more mature, and I thought, oh, I think I need to write a whole different album around this. So then I wrote a second album, um, so...
3: He does, he does do a really good job of writing songs from a woman's perspective. I sing them, and I'm like, this is awesome. You know, this is perfect.
0: So you said you made some tweaks. What, what kind of things did you tweak?
3: Um, just if I prefer to, to sing something a different way, sometimes I'll adjust the line and... Um, see if he notices first and then if he does then i have to state my case as to why i like that better yeah
2: and she was very helpful with kind of given the original idea of what what the song should be about um like she she was like write me something that's going to sound like courtney love and i'm like okay well what would courtney love want a song about and so she tells me what (laughs) courtney love would want a song about and so it kind of gave perspective, and then I was able to take that and kind of expand on that whole idea for the album.
1: So. Okay, so the pink elephant in the room is the opening line to blow is blow jobs and blow. <laughs> Correct. That's all I know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the world I know.
2: Yeah,
3: because I said, well, what would Courtney Love want a song about? And, and I said, a, blow jobs and blow. But with a song all of is born it, you know, <laughs> like even with the playground, you know, we played around with that beginning with, you know, you knock me, up, you knock me down, then you knock me up. And, um, you know, it, it just becomes like a conversation and then he pulls it into a song. Like he has this amazing ability. You can talk about something and then all of a sudden it's a song. That's kind of scary. Well, mm-hmm. it is, especially when you... In an argument, and you say something not so nice, and then the next thing you know, it's featured in a song, and I'm like, "What the heck?" Well,
0: there's a, there's a line in that song, "I'm not your punching bag," so it, it kind of like is, I mean, abused teen runaway getting kind of stuck in a situation. Right. And the the band name it does, I mean, it does grow on you. But like when my son asked who I was listening to the other day, I said, "I am Girl Perm," and he said he laughed, and he said, "Perm, that's funny." It's just I don't know why, but there's something about that that word i don't yeah. know it's just tough to say yeah. <laughs> well
2: it's punk you know that's, well and i didn't you know,
3: realize how stuck on the last word people would get i guess it didn't really occur to me um
1: yeah we need to normalize the word sperm <laughs> right.
3: maybe that's that could a, be our, our campaign, campaign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stickers normalize normalize sperm oh right. my god i love yeah. that
2: well, like,
1: remember the first time you heard the band named the Dead Kennedys, how offensive that sounded? Yeah. And now it's just a band from, you know, back when. But at the time, to- I remember being a kid and hearing that, that name, and like, dude, what terrible people to have a band called
3: that. Yeah. Right.
1: So that makes sort our of little sperm thing no big
3: deal. Right. Well, when we get into merchandising, maybe it'll just be normalizing sperm. Right.
1: You know, Sammy um, was in a band called uh, Party of Clowns. And they were kind of a comedy punk band, and they had a song called "I Am Sperm."
2: There you go. We should probably cover that.
1: Yeah, that would be a great
0: one. That would be. I'm liking where this is going with you know normalizing the word. Let's talk talk about Sammy since he's not here. Yeah, totally. Like so, you mentioned Party Clowns. That that band was a a great band, and
1: yeah, there's one music video out on uh, YouTube. What If All the Dogs Barked? Uh, yep, What If All the Dogs Barked. So you can check them out. Um, I played with Sammy and Kurt in a band called The Shagtones. We just went out there and did funny versions of stuff. In fact, we, we talked about covering um, Celebrity Skin, and Kurt reminded me that we did a hillbilly version of that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 hey down, dun, 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 Like a hoedown sort of thing. But, um, but Sam's been been knocking around for a long time. He's a good singer, too
2: just a great guy you yeah know? i mean just super easy to work with um you know i i always get nervous because i'm not a great player and i've gotta you know somehow convince the drummers you know when we're doing these demos that I've got the right vibe, and I've got to kind of tell them what I'm hearing in my head. And I don't have language for a lot of the musical stuff because I've I've never studied music. I just picked up the guitar and started playing. So I'm trying to explain this stuff. And Sammy was just so, I don't know what the right word, receptive, or just kind of understood naturally where we were going with it. And then Mark always kind of comes, comes in and says, well, is this what you're trying to say, Fryman? Like, is this what you mean? Like, you know, and so... Between the three of us, we came up with some, I think, really, really solid well, drum parts.
1: The thing with um, the projects we've been doing, not just um, Girl Sperm, but um, uh, Fall Away Angels, which is the other project, is that basically when we're doing the basic recording, it's the drummer and Fryman in a room, and he's playing an acoustic guitar. So I have to tell the drummer, you have to imagine this with big guitars. You have to imagine this is a heavy rock song, because it's not going to sound like it while you're, you're playing it. So that's what... The drummers have to do for us is kind of lay down the groundwork for what's going to be. But they normally a band comes in, and you kind of hear pretty much what it's going to sound like. The guitars are loud and everything's going. But in this situation, a drummer really has to have the imagination to um, to, to lay down what's going to be, you know, hard later.
2: Yeah, and sometimes that's hard for me to explain what I'm hearing in my head, um, because again, I don't have the, the, I guess, the language or the musical you know background or whatever so like a lot of times i'll be like well you know can you make it sound like you know Jimi hendrix with you know a little eric johnson kind of vibe and you know so they'll be like okay well you know let's try that so
0: um yeah i mean it's the the sounds on there the the drum sounds i mean everything like the the opener with it's okay with it Kind of starts off sort of, it does kind of sound a little Courtney Lovish when it mm-hmm. starts up, but then it just comes in hitting. And uh, as far as the sequencing goes, did you guys play around with the sequencing for a while before you landed on one that sounded right?
2: With, with this album, oddly, um, I think I had a, an idea of the sequence as I was writing the songs because, again, I was trying to tell a story. Um, and they all just kind of fit pretty well. So when we recorded them, we kind of recorded them in the order that they were on the album. And so I think that kind of worked because as we per, kind of worked through the different progressions of the songs, we knew kind of what we wanted the end sound to be—that big, you know, ending that that comes on the last song. And so we were able to kind of say, okay, where do we need a little space? So then I kind of took a song and I would I would say, okay, well. You know, Blow, we want to we have it be, you know, kind of our spacer, right? We come out with three songs that are pretty intense. We need a little breath there. Well, let's put an acoustic on it, you know? So just different kinds of things like that that we did production-wise. But this one, it just kind of fell in place.
1: Um, I think the great thing about the record is most of the songs are close to two minutes long. Mm -hmm. so they they're hooky they're catchy they get stuck in your head but they don't overstay their welcome you're you're moving on you're moving on and what's the total length of the whole thing it's like 23 minutes minutes. it doesn't feel like it it feels like you've been on an adventure but um it's not long so it's not a lot to really ingest
0: which is you know right up my alley you get great songs that hit you quick you want to hear them again keep playing them yeah You, you released it kind of unconventionally it Kinda you had I don't know if you did anything besides what I've noticed, but uploaded it to a website. And then CDs came out. There wasn't like a traditional this is our first single, we're gonna send it off to at least I don't think there was, off to to radio stations and stuff like that. No, we
2: to be honest with you, we haven't really done anything to promote (laughs) it. Um that's not really what I do. We need we need it if there's a promoter out there that wants to Push the album.
1: Dude, love the well, what what I did is he gave me a bunch of copies to give away, and instead of stacking them up on on the front desk at the studio, I laid them all out so you couldn't not look at them, <laughs> <laughs> and it got everyone's attention. Then the name on top of that, so um, yeah, a lot of people grab CDs and they love it. But
0: well, the the word of mouth has been pretty cool with this band as well because it's the name, and then you get drawn into the to the music, and I think it's awesome that you guys are gonna play some shows
1: yeah well that's the best part and it's that's the real part for me is that again everything depends on tomorrow it could suck i could say (laughs) forget this but um it's like normally okay i want to be in a band or we should form a band and then you form a band and then now we need some material and you know the whole thing is the desire to be in a band and which is great and it works for a lot of people but here it's more the music it's like i want to play these songs um that's what i'm picturing is playing these songs so so it's really inspired by the art itself not to get too heavy
2: yeah i mean i don't really i quit playing live oh my god 15 years ago or something and i just write because i want to write like i have these songs inside me and i just i love the process i love recording um and so for me this was just an experiment. Can I write an album like that, right? Can, can I can I find a, a completely different voice than what I'm doing in Fall Away Angels or the other projects I've done over the years? Um, and so it, it really just started out as a, as a musical uh, experiment. And it's it has, like, the word of mouth has been crazy. Like, people, you know, are coming up and saying, are you that girl sperm guy? <laughs> you know, so It'll be on your grave. Right, right.
0: Is it kind of weird for you and Betsy to all of a sudden be like you're recording a, a project at Rock Garden? All of a sudden, you're in a project with Mark Goldie from Rock Garden. Is that kind of weird?
3: It's extraordinarily weird. <laughs> um, it's it's really cool. It's it's really been fun. I had I have, our entire family is musical besides me until now. Um, you know, our kids sing. Our daughter has a vocal scholarship, so I'm surrounded by really talented musicians and. So I was always the cheerleader, and and now actually getting to do it and be part of it, it's it's really fun. I'm I, it's, it is a little surreal though.
0: How how old are your kids?
3: Um, so they are nineteen, twenty, and thirty-two.
0: And they're all fans of of Girls' uh, um,
3: Well, <laughs> um, they they definitely don't like the Surf Punk song. Um, <laughs> right. they, they demand we don't play that one in the car if they're in the car with us. Um, but th- they actually think it's fun. They, they think it's fun to watch us work on it together. And um,
2: The interesting thing about our kids is, like, you know, I write an album, I put out an album, I'll give them a CD, and I'll say, hey, what would you think? Oh, yeah, I haven't plugged it in yet, Dad. Although they, just, they don't
3: really get around to it, you know? Our, our middle child did sing background vocals on the last song on the album. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool on another turn-on.
3: Yes. Yeah, and she's she has an she actually has an incredible voice. So,
0: <laughs> were they in the studio at rock garden when you were doing that portion? Did they stop by the studio and, and hang out with you guys during the recording?
2: No, but David has hung out at the studio. He came down one time to um, to watch us record because he was kind of interested. He plays a little guitar and writes rap music and stuff. And so he. Uh, he was kind of interested to see what a real studio looked like instead of my basement studio. But um,
3: yeah, no, Emma recorded the background down in the in our basement. Yeah, I have a recording
2: studio down there.
0: Yeah, so that would be um, uh, lampshade studio. Yeah, very yeah. nice. Uh, we had a question from uh, Jerry. It. Uh, one of many, one of Mark's many talents is producing videos. Have there been any conversations of videos for any of the tracks? That's a really good question. Thanks, there is.
1: Um, I'm recently getting into um, 360 degree virtual reality video, which you can't, until you see it, you don't know what I'm talking about. But it's basically like playing a video game, but it's not. Um, computer-generated graphics, it's actual video of people and real people in real environments sort of thing. But you're still in it sort of thing. And um, I think we, we should, should definitely, if we get past tomorrow... Um, <laughs> all this pressure on you know, tomorrow. No well, I, I keep making <laughs> all these promises that we're going to do all these great things in the future. <laughs>
2: But um, I feel like I better go home and practice.
1: Yeah, <laughs> myself too. Um, but I want—I—I I think it'd be cool to do a three sixty video with a bunch of like crazy misfit characters and and stuff to, to Girl Sperm Song.
2: Yeah, and then we we have an idea for—we have five of five of the songs for the next album are already pretty much in the can, and we've got uh, an idea for a video for one of those songs that Mark and I were kind of kicking around the other day. So. Yeah, there, there will probably, you know, be something like I say, it's, I don't, I don't know, like this is just, it's it's sort of a, a fun just goof, you know, it's a goof, but it's turning into something, which is <laughs> yeah. kind of weird, you know.
1: That's the best part, and that's why it is, because there's not that formal, here we're going to form a band and market it to you, and we're going to, you know, do the stuff that bands do, this is more like, it's inspired by the music itself and the energy of the music, and that's what's propelled all of this interest, yeah. I think. So
0: Mark, you played most of the electric guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tone is really good on there, obviously. Well, I
1: can't go wrong with a <laughs> old Les Paul through a vintage Marshall stack.
0: That's uh. Did you play around with the tones, getting the tones no. right, or you kind of knew what you wanted already? Plug it in,
1: turn it up to ten. That's it.
2: <laughs> That's this kind of. Record. And we did the same with the bass.
1: Yeah, the bass was also recorded through that same Marshall stack, cranked. What? So That's if you ever hear the bass by itself, you can hear the distortion, but it blends in with with the rest of it. So it it really does enhance the the excitement of the record
2: the, f- the funny thing was when we were recording mark would play like a solo or he'd do something and i'd be like okay mark you have to think you're a 17 year old kid <laughs> who's not really good at guitar yet and you have to like put some weird stuff in there make it so it's not quite right otherwise it's not going to sound punky you right. know so i think he had a hard time playing down to the <laughs> level that we were trying to get to but it, it all worked really well
1: yeah but it was it, it, it's very visceral guitar playing yeah. which, which is fun especially all the rhythm stuff um there's only one solo on the record i think i think playground well is
2: some, yeah but you're playing but there's, other the yeah,
1: there's other stuff yeah there's other stuff um and then some of the acoustic stuff that david did um i wanted it to sound bad I wanted the contrast between, like, a really crappy-sounding guitar and then the big,
2: you know. Which, which is perfect, because I'm not a good guitar player. So. <laughs>
1: so I think some of those were the scratch tracks yep. direct with, with a not a very good-sounding acoustic guitar direct into the board. But I'm like, I, I like that, that it's different. and I might have put an effect on it or something. But um, once in a while, you need a real crappy guitar sound. It's just the perfect thing for the job.
0: Yeah, it works sometimes. Yeah. Special guests today. The band I Am Girl Sperm, a newer band in the Fox Cities. If you haven't heard of them yet, you will soon. Great album that uh, you can. It's on Spotify. They also have physical copies. If somebody's looking to get a physical copy, where can where can they get a physical copy of this?
2: Uh, Probably the best thing to do right now would be to, uh, I guess, send a. An email to self
1: Address uh, stamp envelope. <laughs>
2: right. Um, uh, we we uh, we give away CDs. We're a band that gives away CDs. So if if somebody wants one, I think I've got about fifty left from this printing. So
3: and they could just DM me on Instagram. I am Girl Sperm does have an Instagram page,
2: and we also have uh, a Facebook page. So you could send us a message on the Facebook page, and we'll we'll get you something sent out.
0: I. I- you know, I ask this a lot. Are CDs worth anything anymore? I mean, is that a, even a consideration when you're recording, like your next one? Are you thinking, well,
2: I just love a CD. So it's it's so funny. I, like I I record these projects. You know, we spend I don't know how many hours doing these these albums, and I print a hundred copies and I send them to all my buddies. Like you know, everybody that you know listens to my music. I've got a regular list. And that's it. And then the project's done and it just goes away. So um, that's kind of what I expected to do with this girl sperm you know, record as well. I'd send
3: it out to some of my friends and they'd be like, OK, this is insane. Um, and one year for Christmas, he actually made a box set yeah. of how many CDs were in there. It was a big box and he gave them out for Christmas for everybody. And it was it was actually really cool. It was a
2: big box of me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I didn't say his I, ego wasn't involved I, no. in that <laughs> present. Well, I think I've
2: recorded, I don't know, was it about 11, 12, 13 albums right. now? So.
0: Well, you mentioned Fallen Angels. Was that.
2: Fallen Angels, Was yeah. that
0: an original project? or? It-
2: yeah, so when I started recording with Mark, which I guess was 2017. Oh. Um I, I this was another experiment. So I had this idea of writing an album. I, I got really into the Avid Brothers. I went through an Avid Brother period and I'm still I still love the band, but um, I had never written anything kind of in that country blues um, rockabilly sort of vibe. and I wanted to see if I could. So um, I just decided to try to write an album like that and for whatever reason, angels kept coming up in the songs and um one of the songs was called fall away angel or angels fall or something like that i can't remember now it's been so long but anyway so that's how i came up with the name and it just became a recording project um and so we've written i guess we just finished our fourth album with that band so um, yeah, it's a, it's a much different vibe. The, that album we got Greg Cochran to come up and play um, all the lead guitar, so very blues orientated. The next couple have been a lot more kind of rock orientated, um, but it's it's good stuff. And I you think.
1: get real guitar players for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, Woody get... Larson plays on, yeah. the, on most oh, of that man, stuff, and he's fantastic. Yeah.
0: Well, so it sounds like you've kind of downplayed your guitar playing a few times during the show already, but. It sounds like you are a fantastic songwriter. You just like to get other people to play the well, guitar. Well, I
2: know my limitations. You know, that that's, you know, I, I can play enough to be dangerous. Like, you know, I can play enough to write the song. Um, and, you know I, I, you know, I always played rhythm guitar in my band. So, I mean, I can play a little bit of rhythm guitar. But... Um, I know what I what I'm good at and what I'm not good at, right? And guys who are really good players, I'd rather have it be great, and you know, let somebody else do what they're great at, you know. So, um, you know, Mark is an amazing recorder, you know, recording engineer, and he's got the ears. So when he tells you something, you listen, right? And you know, so same thing with guitar players. You know, I've been f- so fortunate to work with unbelievable people. Um, You know, Mark Lamar um, and, um, you know, um, Woody and Mark and, um, you know, Tal Wilkenfeld and, you know, Vinnie Caluto and all these people. I mean, it's just, it's been an amazing thing. And, you know, I don't consider myself a musician because I've never really studied music. I don't know. Like, if I hear a song on the radio, I can't tell you what the chords are. Like, you know, when we did cover songs the guys, my guitar players, always had to teach me the songs because I just can't hear it. But I can, for whatever reason, I can hear what sort of works with these tracks as I'm writing them. I don't know exactly how to explain it, but...
1: Well, um, Tom Petty couldn't shred, nor could Bruce Springsteen or Bob Dylan or, right. you know.
2: Yeah, so you find, you find the people who know how to do it, and then you get the best product, which is ultimately what I want to get, is the best sound and, you know, stuff that we can, so...
0: And luckily your wife is the perfect singer for this project. And-
3: yeah, they keep telling me don't get too good. So I'm like, well that just takes all the pressure off. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, she started taking voice lessons. I'm like, honey, please don't do that. <laughs> I took a
3: couple because and it, it was really actually very helpful. I took a couple because he he can be fairly demanding as to what he would like. And you know, and product wise and I had a hard time trying to figure out how to get to that point sometimes. So it was really helpful, you know.
0: <laughs> well, and Betsy can obviously handle her own since she plays uh, for the Green Bay Dragon uh, Hockey Club. That's right. <laughs> so that's, you, yes. I mean, is that kind of uh, a nice, I mean, obviously you're you're already on a team somewhat, sort of speak. So this is kind of moving to a musical team here with uh, your husband and, and Mark and Sammy. How does, does hockey play at all into to your singing style? It's kind of a weird, awkward question, but I mean, it's, you're kind of, when you're performing, it, it is um, athletic. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if people aren't performing or they're not singing, you're using a lot of muscles. I mean, is there anything that can connect, it's probably a stretch, hockey to fronting a band?
3: No, I think it does, um, because... I, I ran I run I'm a runner also and I thought that was a lot of cardio but sprinting up and down the ice um, on skates is way way more demanding and it, it does help because when I want to belt it out you know I have the ability to to breathe better maybe I don't know I don't know the technical terms and I certainly haven't trained at all to sing but just having that the the good cardio. Um, has helped and i tend to enjoy a little bit of aggressive sports like i think roller derby would have been right up my alley if i um were 20 years younger but you know i just i really enjoy that and so i think i think some of the energy is the same you know just just being aggressive and um getting out there and doing it
0: so what can we expect when obviously you're practicing tomorrow but when you guys start playing shows are we gonna like able to expect like a very aggressive, like front person on this band, like just engaging aggressively with the crowd or are you going to be sort of standing there and just focusing on singing?
3: Oh no, we're not going to stand there and focus on singing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's the right angle for that one. <laughs> um, you know, I'll be curious to see where it ends up. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm having fun, so I want to get out there and have fun. I want everybody that comes to see us play have fun if we pass Mark's test tomorrow. <laughs> um, you know, I just want it to be fun and, and engaging and, you know, it, it, it just, it was just going to be a recording project, but it's been so much more fun and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes and to seeing how far it goes and
2: I mean the comical thing if you think about it is we're a bunch of middle-aged people playing this music which in and of itself is kind of comical right so i think you start you start with people looking at you know looking at you like well oh, what is this going to be about right and then you have to sell it right i mean we're going to have to sell it and so that's where you know her presence on the stage is going to be important and, you know, making sure that, you know, the amp sound right and stuff is (laughs) going to be important. So, yeah, I mean, it it could either be awesome or it could just be like, holy cow, this is not good. (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's the razor's edge that makes it exciting. That's right. right.
3: Uh, And where is that line? Well, and it's funny, and, and, and you know,
2: it's funny because if you think about, you know, one thing I'll give Betsy credit is she's not afraid to try something. So when she joined that hockey team, she, she our son played hockey. And so she's like, that looks like fun. I think I'm going to join the women's team. I'm like, honey, you don't skate.
3: <laughs> that wasn't she, actually accurate. I could skate. I just couldn't stop or turn. <laughs> or like, <laughs> I, could, I could go forward rather rapidly. We just had a problem when it was time to stop or there was a body in my right. way.
2: <laughs> so she's not afraid to jump in and try things, which I give her credit for.
0: We we have a, a question here. Given the genre, was it a challenge to sound a little
1: raw?
3: Oh no, that's that's just what it is. That that is what. The, <laughs> that's
1: the whole point of having an inexperienced singer is it's going to be raw, and that's the, why it's perfect.
3: The first song I sang was um, "Take My Girl Sperm," and um, the feedback was, "You sound like a you know angsty seventeen year old punk girl," and I'm like, "Thank you." Like I'm not sure. Like, but but that is. I will say that track probably has the least amount of auto tuning or correction. So that, that is pretty much, um, that was the first song and that was just how it came out. And then we were all like, Oh, maybe this will work. You know?
0: Freiman, when you were writing the lyrics to girl sperm, <laughs> <laughs> you're writing take my girl sperm. Right. Yeah, I won't make it messy. Right. A lot of classic lines in there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean what like were you going for like something that was maybe gonna be a little controversial or
2: well it, if you th- if you think about this it, again kind of to mark's point like you
0: you're taking it you're you're taking it and kind of flipping it where yeah it's almost like a it's
2: really the album is about. It's about it's about female empowerment is what is. people really don't get. Like this woman has made a decision that she's going to live her life as a prostitute, right? I mean, ultimately, that's what the whole album is about. But she likes it, and it's her choice. And so what she's saying is, you know, I'm I'm going to be in charge. I don't even want to know your name. I don't want to hear about your life story. I don't want all this stuff I'm just going to be the person who's getting something out of this moment, you know. And so that's what that song's about. So it's like, you know, there's kind of a, you know, what do you call that? Um, hidden message with, you know, messy. I don't want to make it messy. But really what she's saying is I don't want it to be complicated. I just, I just want to fool around. That's what I do, you know. So it's really oddly, in my mind, it was a, in, in a weird sort of way. It's an album about female empowerment, Um, And I think if you listen, you know, I'm not your punching bag, I'm not your playground, um, I don't want to know your name, um, you know, um, I'm heading uptown and I'm doing these things, right? It's all about her making these decisions, but it's done in such a way that anybody can relate to it, right? And so it it was, you know... I'd like to say it was this big well thought out thing but to be honest with you I was just goofing trying to come up with lyrics that kind of had double meaning and could be taken kind of either way um so I don't know if I th- I thought it might be controversial like like blow I thought for sure and oddly and that's, that's the one they're playing on the radio That's the one that they're, everybody's playing <laughs> That was a little
3: strange too I like that one <laughs> um I didn't think that would be the case, but... Um, and Girl Sperm is so much fun to sing. Like, that one is really fun. It's a good track. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, kind of to loop back to before, you didn't really have a single. You weren't like, this is the single. You guys just sent the stuff out, and people kind of picked what they wanted to play. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, there's so many good tracks on this album, it's hard to pick. But yeah, Blow is an interesting choice for, like, FM. Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: was, I was surprised. Well, yeah. Th- thank you. <laughs> well, thank Bet- you for playing
0: it, Betsy, Bet- I'm a huge fan of your singing, and yeah, it does get compared to Courtney Love. I would say that it's better than Courtney Love. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, th- I mean, so you were emulating. It sounds like emulating her, and, but it, it seems like your voice is naturally already like at that register and kind of has those qualities. So it's
3: well. It's- I just when when I had said you know write a song that Courtney Love could sing and and I'm going to give her credit here, I never tried to sing, you know, just except in my car. So I had no idea like what it took to even, you know, take a song that, that she could have sang very easily and it would have fit her naturally and, and sang that. So, you know, I, I think definitely on Blow, I think it's it's got a Courtney love vibe Um, but like on Girl Sperm I almost think it has like a a little bit of Joan Jett in there you know but it wasn't none of none of it actually is intentional it it just is sort of what happens you know I take a song in and I sing it over and over and over again until I'm I'm ready for for David to hear it he gets to hear it first and then he gives me his feedback, but it, it just kind of morphs into what it is. It's not it's not typically intentional.
0: And it, the, the, you guys explained it as kind of punk, but it, I do hear like grunge and I hear a lot of different styles in here, yeah. which I guess grunge was birthed out of like a mixture of rock and punk. So that makes sense. But yeah, I'm super excited to hear you guys play live. Any chance that you might play Mile Music this year? Is that looking too far ahead? I
1: think they might be booked already oh. so I, I think we'd have to get out there a little bit first before they consider us hmm. speaking of that Whammy nomination it was you wasn't it I don't know could have been could not uh-huh.
0: <laughs> the Whammy's so, so I'll say this the I Am Girl Sperm CD I really like a lot like I I bootlegged it. it and I sent it around to, to quite a few people okay. <laughs> which I haven't right? done that in a long time with anything so um, and it's just to me it's a it's a great album like the the songs are in if people are watching this that haven't heard the album yet, you can find it on Spotify. Like we mentioned in a couple other online spots. But it's it's really good and it, it takes a lot to kind of get me to listen to something over and over and then and no problem doing this. I just
1: And mind you, there are people who hate it i've gotten feedback back yes they do not know music good sir but that's you know our world is polarized and you can't make everybody happy otherwise everything's watered down so i think the more people that hate it the better off we are not people that dislike it people who you know are people who absolutely hate it
3: we just want you to feel strongly about it yes exactly as long as you have strong emotions about it yeah i mean
2: the, the the reality is and this is the funny thing is that people who do listen to it and do like it, they play it repeatedly. Like, I hear this all the time. Like, I, I was listening to it again today. I was listening to it again today, and I heard something completely different. I didn't realize that's what you were saying until I read the lyrics or whatever. So it is it is kind of an odd project that way, but I think if if you like that style of music, right, I mean, you have to kind of be into that. You know, it's not country. So you know if you're if you're into that sort of thing, you're probably not gonna like this project, but if you're into that kind of alternative um punk influence grunge, whatever this is, um you're gonna like it, and the songs, because the length of the songs were purposely kept very short. Um, I think it, every song leaves you wanting more. That, that's what I find. When I listen to it, I'm like, ah, maybe I should have wrote another verse there. And if I'm thinking that, you know, other people are thinking, oh, maybe 30 more seconds would have been great, right? But it leaves you wanting more. So, you know, I, I just think the whole project oddly, you know, just worked for whatever reason. It just worked. And I, I couldn't have planned it that way, but it, it just worked.
0: I, I like the fact you put the lyrics in the, the booklet. Yeah. Did you do the designing or did you have somebody do that for you?
2: No, actually, I designed that. That's all my photography.
1: And he is, He's an amazing photographer um, and probably the most prolific photographer in the world. <laughs> most people take, you know, a thousand photos and they edit it down to one. He puts out these photo books, and I think we're up to, and he brings one down for the studio every time. Those
0: are the the photo books in the studio? Yeah. yeah. Those
1: are awesome. I always look those. Yeah. And yeah, those are mine. We're up to the uh, 11th. 13th edition uh,
2: 13 actual editions and yeah. then there's like I don't know four or five special editions Oh,
1: okay so so yeah th- this this guy shoots a lot and um, so of course you're gonna do the artwork on the record yeah
0: so what, what do you do with the are those books like commercially available
2: um, well you can you can get them on on blurbcom uh, they're called uh, my eye magazine but what I recommend, again, I, I probably am the wrong person to be in marketing. But I always tell people, don't buy the magazines because they're very expensive. But if you want to see them, you can go on your computer and you can go to Blurb, and they have a preview button. And if you hit the preview button, it's it opens up just like a magazine, so you can like page through it just like your going through a magazine without having to spend 20 bucks to buy the actual magazine. So
1: See, I have the marketing for it, but he didn't like it. I thought the first one should have been called My Eye, and then the second one should have been My Eye, My Eye. And then the third one is My Eye, My Eye, My Eye.
2: Right.
1: Don't listen to me. Don't but listen they, to
3: they me. They are worth the $20. They're phenomenal. Oh, they're great. He really is yeah. a great photographer.
0: You could, Yeah, you could book some time at Rock Garden and check them out, too. That's kind of where I paged through them, and I was seeing like artists in there and sending them, Uh, pictures of it and they're like where where is that oh yeah
2: yeah Yeah, well i did i did mile of music that's that's one of the things i look forward to is uh going down there and shooting so i've um i'm still i haven't done the mile of music special edition for last summer yet i haven't got around to that (laughs) but um yeah it's just fun i photography has always been something i've been really into so
1: talk about the photos that we used on on the album because those weren't shot for the record. Those no,
2: were, they, no, these were these were photos that I just shot over the years of uh, Betsy looking grungy. Um, <laughs> looking grungy. Well, I think and, the
3: back the back one there that I can see that was in the bathtub because you can't do anything in our house without a camera in your face. Right. Um,
2: yeah. yeah. So, you know, just these are all pictures. A lot of them are shot on my iPhone. Um, just kind of it, the, the old iPhones. They've kind of wrecked iPhone cameras because they've made them too good now. With the old cameras, you could put this little movement in it, and you could get these great blurry pictures. And so a lot of the pictures in here are that. Um, but, yeah, just it was just kind of stuff that I had laying around. And so when we were like, well, what are we going to do for artwork? I'm like, I think we should take some of these old pictures and put them in there. So that's what we did. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, if anybody's got a foot fetish, you can get Betsy's foot yep. in the there CD you know, there yep. if you get a copy of that.
2: I think that was in Vegas. Was that in Vegas? That was in Mackinac Island.
0: Oh, Mackinac Island. Well, and so, yeah, the photography in here is really good. And Mark, you've got some stuff coming up at the studio, some big stuff um, with the singer for Saving Abel.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, we're doing a sh- taping of Live at the Rock, formerly Rock Garden Live, um, with uh, Scotty Austin from Saving Abel coming up on the 30th, I believe, Thursday
0: sometime at the end of march the, end of the, month. the
1: last thursday of i should I should have wrote in the notes <laughs> yeah. i didn't um they're a free show uh now you can bring your own beer if you want all ages um just don't feed beer to the kids and um yeah yeah that should be exciting he's got a really good band and
0: any chance that uh girls Firm would play live at the rock
1: oh probably the- we'll see how well things go we'll see it. we'll I'd- see how
3: tomorrow goes yeah exactly. apparently, apparently i'm
2: there's a, I need the test. To <laughs> there's, there's a limit for tomorrow. There's a limit.
0: That'd be kind of weird for you, Mark, because you' be totally, doing totally. all the running around and you know making sure that you put on a good performance.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I think it would just make perfect sense that you know after a hundred episodes or so that you know if I'm in a band, I might as well put the band on there. So.
0: In a, live at the Rock, uh, since we had you on, like it's been over three years ago now. Mm-hmm. Are you? Kind of still working on getting that to the old episodes will be
1: aired I'm out. still um, re-editing and re-editing and re-editing season one because um, it goes through different filters, different people. Um, so I'm, I'm, I think sometime next week I'm going to get the final list of revisions, uh, fixes, and then we send it in and see what happens.
0: And so the, the end game is to get it on a TV or streaming platform?
1: Um, there's a national distributor. So what they do is they go out and sell it to different types of markets and stuff. So it will be on streaming and, and other things, but television is still where we're where we're going. So um, PBS is kind of our last resort. Um, we really would like to get some other stuff happening before that, but PBS, definitely the producer of the show, the executive producer, she has three shows already on PBS, so she knows the process and all that. And um, and that could be, even that alone could be really huge too. So
0: Yeah, I think it's... Great. You know, the, the fact that I love the fact that you're starting to roll out some some new shows and that Saving Able show should be really good.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, that's kind of what we're going after um, from this point forth is a little more of the um, what they used to call baby nationals. What I would like is to get bands on their way up and not all of them are going to get up. But um, there was a I have a. a attorney friend a music or entertainment attorney friend in Chicago that I grew up with and I went down to visit and he was representing this um TV show that was doing basically what I'm doing at the time this was 12 years ago and um and what they did was um their show ran all the way through the 90s and you would have loved it you would have absolutely loved it they caught the cream of the crop of grunge on their way up so Um, Because Chicago was good routing for most bands on their way from New York to wherever. And um, they had Jeff Buckley's very first televised performance and very last. Um, Alanis Morissette before she became famous. And then the who's who of alternative and and grunge bands before they were anything. And then they eventually sold the whole catalog for over $2 million to Disney. (laughs) Um, And Disney hasn't done anything with it, but, but they own it. So that was kind of the inspiration for the show. So I'd like to do that. So hopefully we could get some up-and-comers that do actually break big eventually. So we're we're approaching record labels and publishers and stuff, along with some locals. You
0: know. I think it would be great to uh, see what, you know, what's to come for that. Obviously, and, and same thing with I Am Girl Sperm, I'd love to see them on Live at the Rock. I think yeah. that, would,
3: that would be that would pretty be cool. <laughs> totally, That would be a lot of fun.
0: So is there a place um, playing in this band again, if the band starts... Going Mark, it's a whole different landscape out there from when you were gigging around Yeah, uh, you know, with the Bananas and you know, the Mark Goldie Band and stuff. Is there a place that you'd like to play yet that you haven't played in Appleton?
1: I'm, I'm thinking this, the small sort of like alternative places. Um, we definitely, we wouldn't have a whole night of material anyway. So I'm thinking we find some other bands that kind of fit what we're doing and just get on one of those bills and open for them and just kind of see where it takes us. First, just get out there and do it and have some fun. But, um, you know, like, Misfit seems like a, a really cool fit. And then there's, there's some grungy place in, in Green Bay, too, isn't there? Um, is it the Lyric Room? Or? The Lyric
2: Room is yeah. one. And, yeah, I think there's a couple.
1: I don't mind a little vomit on the floor at the end of the show, <laughs> you know, kind of thing.
2: Well, yeah, we, we've got a good, solid 23 minutes of music, yeah. so we're not going to carry a night on our own at this point.
3: We've got, we've got the second album coming. <laughs> we can always play it twice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You have 48 minutes. My very first
1: four-hour gig we ended up doing we had about a half hour of material and we did it like six times <laughs> and then we, we did a really crappy version of stairway to heaven and i just tried to solo as long as i could <laughs> yeah we made i think 25 to, to share
0: Are you guys gonna put anything out on vinyl
1: we'll see how popular it gets
0: so saying there's a chance
1: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> there's
1: always a chance
0: you said you were writing songs for the next album along the same vein as is the debut album
2: yeah um yeah i would say right in the same kind of vibe in terms of the the um musicality and stuff um the choice of the instruments i think a couple of the songs yeah yeah we're going to add some keyboards um we're growing as a band now, so we're going to add some flock of Seagull one notes. Um,
1: some stuff he can handle on stage. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, we got to put pieces of tape on the keyboard. Any
3: chance of getting a tambourine in there right. for me?
1: No. Right, exactly. You know, here, here's the thing I've learned through the years. Whenever someone says, well, I can't play an instrument, but I can shake a tambourine. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. It's harder than you think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but
2: I, I think the new album's going to I think it's going to be similar in in tone, but the subject matter is going to be different because, you know, we're kind of looking at, you know, the, the original album was about this girl leaving to join this punk band, and so that's kind of what we're exploring on the next album. So, so then
1: she accidentally wins the lottery and goes on a big spending spree. Yeah, and- right. And owns a, a fleet of Lamborghinis, yeah. and then loses it all. I think you end. don't want
3: to miss our single Louis Vuitton. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I feel so Gucci. Right, <laughs> yeah.
2: that's a pretty good one.
0: Well, I guess if it's not broke, don't fix it. So. Right, right.
2: <laughs> right. So yeah, so I think I think we're we've got five really good songs um, that Betsy's finalizing the vocals on mm-hmm. uh we've got to add a few more instruments and i got a and couple stuff. that you guys haven't heard and yet. then we've got a couple that yeah. mark has and the other and-
3: thing i do is if he has a song that he's singing for fallaway angels if i like it i i ask him if i can have it so i get <laughs> i get access to everything he's writing there was one song um that he wrote for himself and i was like oh i love that no that has to be for girl sperm and you know it, it's pretty cool when you live with the songwriter
2: yeah well i wrote two new tracks for the project last night so I he'll
1: do we'll, that on his lunch break
2: we've got <laughs> uh, we've got a couple a couple more so yeah it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a really good album i think i think we'll probably um have more songs on it though so it go it plays more than 23 minutes
1: yeah
0: where, where can people go to find out more about i am girl sperm
2: well, we did just start a couple of Facebook pages, so um, either you can go to I Am Girl Sperm or Girl Sperm on Facebook. Um, we're going to be putting together a web page. We haven't quite done that yet, so we will get a web page put together here shortly.
3: And then um, on Instagram, it's I Am Girl Sperm, Although I haven't done anything with it yet, so we'll have to get that up and going. Yeah. So that would be where you can find us.
2: Well, or I, get a hold of Market Rock Gardens. Yeah, please <laughs> call call me on myself. He, my he cell. wants everybody to call. <laughs> him. Yeah, call me on myself.
0: Well, I appreciate you guys doing this. I'm super excited about this project. Oh, this and is awesome. so, it's, so are we? Let's. I hope practice goes well tomorrow. So the shows <laughs> start coming, and I really look forward to hearing the next album already. Not to keep the pressure on you guys, right. but
1: yeah.
0: any parting words?
1: I am girls' per-
3: Right. Normalize the sperm. Right. Normalize, <laughs> normalize the sperm. <laughs>